Hey guys, welcome to the Outdoor Wadja Brand Podcast. Here, we talk about everything and anything outdoors. This episode of the Outdoor Wadja Brand Podcast is brought to you by Deer 30 Minerals. This ain't your grandpa's salt lick. Hey guys, us over here at the Outdoor Wadja Brand Podcast has teamed up with Deer 30 Minerals to save you 20% off all your products. Use the discount code OWB22. Hey guys, this is the first ever episode on the Outdoor Wadja Brand Podcast. I'm going to be joined here with Joey Harris. He's the right-hand man in this entire operation. Uh, he's the brains when it comes to, tech, to the technology part of everything. But uh, this episode, we're going to talk about the Outdoor Wise brand, how it got started, what we're wanting to do with it, and and just kind of dive into the the foundation of the Outdoor Wise brand. Then we're going to touch a little bit on the 2022 turkey season of our ups and downs and just the the crazy and wild things that has happened to us through this year. So uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, guys. Welcome to the first episode of the Outdoor Wadja Brand Podcast. Finally joined here with Joey. He's going to let you in on a little bit of info, how he got started hunting as a kid, and how he's, how he's carried it throughout starting at, what, 10 years old or something like that, 11 years old. I remember being young and we were hunting together. So he's going to let you in on a little bit of info about him. And then, and then I'll, I'll go, and that'll, that's, that's the roots of the Outdoor Wadja Brand. So uh, here goes Joey. I'm, <clears throat> I'm Joey. Uh, never really grew up in the in the hunting scene until realized that all my friends were hunting like Seth over here. Uh, I was always jealous about all the stories and stuff. It just seemed something fun and exciting. So talked Dad into getting me my my license to to hunt my what, what is it the learner's permit or whatever whatever that is what is that it's a hunter safety card there, yeah yeah hunter safety. Hunter safety course yeah. qualification to be in the woods i think i was like 11 i think so that's how yeah yeah because you guys started as soon as you were legal yeah. legal 10 years old i think yeah, yeah. nine or ten yeah uh hunted all through high school and then once once high school ended i basically had to get a uh, full-time job, gas money, beer money. <laughs> yeah, everything kicked in. It was like, welcome to realization. Right? Yeah, real world hit me pretty hard. And then I, I became lazy because I worked all the time. And been on a 10-year hiatus until, what was it, the 1st of April? Opening 2022 turkey season? I think so. It was like, I think it was a week before opener. Yeah. He texted me and said, hey, man, I want to kill something. I'm always down for that. 2012 is probably the last time I went big game hunting. I've been to, like, small bird hunts and messing around at a buddy's field, but nothing, I haven't really been big game hunting since 2012. So I'm excited to jump back in it. Of course, turkey season wasn't all all glitz and glamour. We really well, – I mean, for Seth, it was a, it was a little bit better than, than it was for me. It wasn't bad. It was a tough season. It was, it was very a tough, tough season in Tennessee. Especially for sure. from what I remember. Yeah. But I just, I'm excited to try out public land because I'm used to hunting on private land. We'll see how see how this new venture takes us. What about you, Seth? What got you started in the in the hunting game? Yeah, so I got I got started in, in the hunting as a super, super young age. I remember going when I was like I think eight or nine years old. I think the legal legal age was ten years old to get your hunter's safety card, and then once you got that, you could you could hunt. And uh, I remember being eight years old, and Dad was like, "Yeah, we'll go bow hunting," but I wasn't allowed to shoot a bow. I went several times with Dad just to go on hunts, just to watch and learn and everything. And then once I was ten years old, then it was my turn. Then I could start carrying a gun, start and start shooting everything, and. uh yeah, it's it just from 10 years old, it's been like every weekend, every holiday during, tur- during not turkey season, but, well, yeah, even turkey season. There's a holiday, Mother's Day. Easter. Mom's, mom's request. 
was always shoot a turkey on Mother's Day. <laughs> Absolutely, I can do that, no doubt. Yeah, and Easter. Easter was a, there's just something about an Easter bird. Kind of makes things easier. But uh started out hunting at legally at 10 years old when I got my hunter safety card. Uh, shot my first turkey at 10 years old, and then ever since then, it's it's just been a drive to go and go and go. And every year have been very successful in the woods, whether it's turkey season, deer season, whether we were goose hunting, dove hunting, or trapping or anything. I mean, it's always I've always been involved in some sort of outdoor activity. Uh, the local NWTF chapter, we were, we were actually both involved in that. We kind of got out of it, you know, like you said, grown up, got jobs and stuff. Don't have a whole lot of time anymore. Yep. But yeah, we were we were heavily involved in the local NWTF chapter and stuff like that, and we we both want to get back into it, want to start guiding again, and all that all that stuff. And that's kind of where we're that's kind of where we're at with the Outdoor Wiser brand now, is that we we grew up hunting and and taking disabled disabled people out, disabled veterans and and kids and all that stuff, and we're just kind of wanting to get back into it now. But now we're going to record it which is 10,000 times better. It's going to be different. It's going to be it's going to be different. I mean, uh 2022 turkey season, we got some got some footage of that and man, it was wild. It was more downs than it was ups. And then lots of downs. The one up time, it was raining and we never got anything on footage, but the whole part of the Outdoor Wiser brand podcast is that every time we go out, something happens, whether it's caught on camera or not <laughs> yeah yeah some something something wild happens i mean was it opening morning no it wasn't opening morning second weekend we drug the tree off the farm yeah out of the middle of the road yeah with the tow strap i don't even know what that thing's rated for but we hooked it up to the old truck and we was just giving it hell i mean pulling that thing out of the road i mean you can't be running late to the turkey woods so like that we got that stuff on 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 video it's just it's crazy things that happen and it only happens well, it happens to a handful of people, but I feel like me, something always happens, and I've always wanted to get stuff on footage so people can understand my stories when I tell them. and be like, hey, dude, when I drove through that creek, and that creek was eight foot deep, the creek was eight foot deep. I had water, like, almost over the door of my truck, the window of my truck. Like, it was... And it that was the shallow end. Yeah, that was the shallow end. Yeah. I wasn't even there for that. And it rained a lot. But it's just it's just the stuff that... that whenever I'm painting a picture for you in your head when I'm telling you a story that you could actually go onto our YouTube channel and actually look at the footage and be like, oh, my gosh, that was whack. That's actually, okay, he wasn't lying. <laughs> but we're just, wanting to, we're just wanting to bring what happens to us to you guys. So whenever we get the YouTube channel page up and all that stuff, we'll be putting links in our pictures and videos and stuff like that so you guys can get onto YouTube and check it out. Uh, we should have a whole lot more coming up, coming up this summer, and man, deer season. Deer season's gonna be a good one. I'm hoping so. It needs to make I up hope, for turkey yeah. season. Uh, man, I hope so. I think I've seen I've seen a whole lot more deer than I have turkey in the state of Tennessee, and that's it should be the other way around. Oh, I've, I've seen way more turkey this off season than I've ever seen in my life, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I I went down the road the other day, ten minutes out of town. There was there was turkeys everywhere, and I was like, "Where was y'all at during turkey season?" But that's the that's the roots, the blocks, and the foundation, and everything to the outdoor Waza brand is that we're just wanting to bring everything to you guys. I know there's a lot of people out there and doing it and stuff like that, but I mean, we're just so we're just so passionate and enthusiastic about doing this stuff. So we're gonna we're gonna try to get it out there for you guys. Uh, we got a Facebook page. And an Instagram page right now. It's the Outdoor Wiser brand. Go to them. Go to them on Facebook and Instagram. Give them a like. Give them a follow. We're always posting content and stuff like that. So, so check it out. But uh, right now, we're going to dive into the 2022 turkey season and talk a little bit about our ups and downs and how everything went and what it, what the talk is of town, the the turkey population in the state of Tennessee. <coughs> All right, so the start of our 2022 turkey season, it started cold. I remember that. Super cold. It was, what, 26 degrees, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was It was super cold. And, uh, you know, opening day of turkey season. I mean, if you're if you're a turkey hunter and an avid turkey hunter or just getting into it, 
you're super excited. Uh, I was about jittery. turkey hunting, man. I didn't sleep much that night. That's, no, I didn't. I didn't. I don't think. No, I texted you that morning. I was like, "Hey, man, are we still good to go and everything?" You're like, "Yeah, I haven't even slept." Yeah. I was like, "Sweet, me either." Got so, up at like two forty-five because I had to. I had a forty-five-minute drive to meet you before we went out. Oh yeah. Yeah, you drove all the way up here. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Uh, I say that was pretty brutal, but we got out. We got out to this uh, chunk of public land. Not a lot of people hunt it, but deer season, a lot of people hunt it. I don't think there's just a whole lot of. I don't think there's a whole lot of turkey hunters that actually hunt it. It can, it can be rough terrain, but what we walked through. That that first morning, it was six miles, altogether. Yeah, wearing extremely thick clothing. Yeah, because it like like he said it it, it started cold. <laughs> It was, yeah, it was cold. It was cold. And then, you know, as, as, as turkey hunters, it's not like deer hunting. You're just not sitting in one spot. So, like, like you said, we walked six miles, and I wore the wrong boots. I dumped out like an inch of water. I, I wore the wrong boots, plus I was wearing insulated pants. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, muck, insulated muck boots and insulated pants. Yeah, I just had on, I just had on the insulated boots. And that was yeah. too much for me. I couldn't. Because I wasn't expecting grief. To. I couldn't imagine you weren't. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the, the the hike six miles. To be honest, I was expecting like maybe four miles at the most. Sit down. Man, haul. I'll be honest. I was expecting like two hundred yards. Bird gobble. We shouldn't be done. You I had hope. you had high hopes. Yeah, I, I was. I was thinking public property. We might have to leg it a little bit. Yeah, and then we what well, we uh, we ran into one guy. All year on that public, wait that 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 dude was the only guy that we ran into all year on public land. If you think about it, until no. the last weekend. Yeah, yeah, until the last. Yeah, dang, we'll get to that. I was on the same. Pe- oh. Anyways, <coughs> opening opening morning, we heard four birds gobbling, and they were in a clear cut. And man, they just make a long story short, they gobbled what five or six times a piece. Maybe if it, that's like yeah. giving it to them. Yeah, and we walked through briar thickets we walked through saplings six miles and then up and down ridge lines honestly i don't even know where the last part that we came out at i have no idea how we got down oh yeah i do yeah we made that big loop around that, that pond yeah yeah and that was a man-made pond yeah that was kind of took a nap on top of that ridge there for about 45 minutes the greatest snapshot in the woods right yeah before the ticks came out and everything, so I passed out. I don't even remember laying down to be honest with you. I do. I thought something was sneaking up behind us at one point, so it was really hard for me to fall asleep. It's, <laughs> it's always in, it's always in the back of your mind. It it really is, especially yeah. when you you're not like an owl, you can't swivel There's, around. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh man, that could be like a bobcat or a coyote or something, some some frisky, something froggy coming up Kitty. on the backside. Yeah, yeah. Second. Uh, the second weekend, I think it was a Friday. Was it Friday or Saturday? I think. Uh, I think it was a Friday. It was like ten o'clock or something like that. Yeah, because I I went hunting that morning, didn't have any luck, and I texted you and I was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Oh, I'm not working. Sweet, I'm coming to get you. We're gonna go hit some more public land. That was an interesting day. Cause yeah. we started the started the drive. I mean, obviously, it was like an hour away from you it's like an hour and a half hour 45 from me and and on this this public land and a lot a lot of you guys know too that uh if you have core land around you double check if you can even hunt core land if it's i think it's recreational land or something uh, this is a new new one for me it's something about building and stuff like that but uh just double check if you do hunt Corland or river property is what I call it. That uh, that you can hunt it because this one place we went to, you just you just drive along the river and and obviously there's fields and stuff like that. So so we were checking fields and we went up on this high point and seen was it, it was four longbeards, wasn't it? it was four, oh yeah, from across the, the yeah, river. It was four longbeards behind the high school. Yeah, I was like, dude, I don't know how. To, and we even, <laughs> we even drove into the high school. Yeah, we, then we realized we had yeah we had our hunting weapons in the vehicle. Yeah, we, we were like we probably should turn around, 
not get ourselves in trouble here. Yeah, it was uh, two shotguns. I had a pistol. had my forty five long Colt in there, and I was like, Technically, yeah. we had three shotguns. Oh, yeah, I was carrying my little 410, too. Yeah. Yeah, so we had five guns in the truck. Yeah, so we pulled just <laughs> into, like, the high school property, and I, and, and I think Joey said it, and he was like, hey, man, we do have guns, and we're on school property. And I was like, okay, well, let's let's whip a Yui real quick, and let's just get out of here. So we, I think we made a loop back around towards that lake, across, no, it's a river, sorry, across the river and looked back, and they were they were working their way back up. We, we finally found access to get into that property. It was just a, like a good half-mile walk. Yeah, and, and by the time we parked the truck, got our crap out, hiked in a half a mile. I mean, and from when we first spotted those birds to where they were at the second time we actually seen them, I mean, they were on a mission. They knew exactly where they yeah. were going. They were, they were probably going to... It was still cold this weekend, too. I believe the second weekend it actually snowed on us. Yeah, it was. Uh... April 8th, I remember that, yeah. yeah. April 8th, it was snowing. Uh, yeah, because that day, we drove to the other part, and that's when we got out of the truck. Got like 60, what, 60, 70 yards from the truck. I called real quick and had that bird gobble. Just out of random. And this was like noon or 1 o'clock. Yeah. And it kind of caught us both off guard. So we we really wasn't expecting to get on a bird or anything like that. We just wanted to check the property out and see what we were getting into for the rest of the year maybe. And that bird gobbled at noon or one. I don't really remember. But uh, I called back to him, and he gobbled immediately. And that's when that storm was rolling in. That's when I was like, man, it's supposed to start raining. I don't want to sit in an absolute toad strangler of a rain. So we were like, well, we kind of sat there and pondered a little bit about it. We walked back about 15, 20 yards from where we were originally at whenever you called for him. I think, and then it started rolling thunder a little bit. Slightly. And he, just, he gobbled again, and then he gobbled again, I think. And then it just went quiet. And we, we stood there under a pine tree for, what, 10, yeah, we did. 10, 15 minutes and just let it rain. And we were like, yeah, this pond's probably over. And it started letting up. Seth was like, I doubt they, they've even moved. I'll call to see if I can get anything from them. And Seth threw out a little call there, and immediately a gobble came within, like, 30 yards down the, down was, the yeah. drop. He was literally just over that little break, over that little logging road. Yeah. And we panicked. Like, it was full-on panic because both of us thought that they, they stopped just like we stopped. And we dove for the nearest tree, and... Everything that happened was not expected to happen. Yeah, it was. If if he gobbled a little bit further out, and this is the second weekend, so in a lot of places across the nation, there's not a whole lot of leaves. There's not a whole lot of greenery to, to break you up or anything. So, I mean, this is like we're sitting in, like, bare woods. we got some briar patches, obviously. Them things turn green in, like, February, I feel like. But there was a briar patch in between us and the bird and we just we found the first tree and plopped down and called a little bit and heard some yelps and then another gobble and we were sitting there and it wasn't what it wasn't eight minutes later it wasn't even five minutes later all i could see was just a big old white head working through them briars and i was like this is it yeah this is it right here and then i seen another white head and i was like this is it i was like we're getting ready to double so so how we're lined up on this tree, I was watching down the logging road from the direction we had originally heard him gobble at us from. And Seth was kind of watching in front of us. I, I shoot right-handed, he shoots left-handed. So we were expecting them to come up more to our left side than we were straight in front of us. And whenever he says he sees whiteheads, I mean, it's in succession. They just whitehead, whitehead, whitehead. It was, yeah. And... I wear glasses, so where I'm sitting, I can't turn my head to get them in full frame. You've got that, yeah, the frame and, right there. Yeah, I, I had those three in my frame, and Seth <laughs> claims that there was two more that he, he could see, but all I could see was those three white heads, and I, all I could do was watch. Like, if I moved, they were that close. If I moved, it would have busted the whole, it was, whole thing. Dude, they were like, they were like 12 yards, because, I mean, that briar patch was maybe 10 yards from us and they were just on the other side of it and as soon as i seen the three whiteheads 
I seen another bird in the back of that, and this bird had a like, I mean, you could tell the difference in the just the body size and the head size of this turkey. I was like, that's a tom. That yes. that that is the tom. I never saw him. He was. I just seen. I mean, you know, their their heads the size of a baseball. So I just seen the. I just seen like you know, almost said chin. Turkey didn't got a chin. Yeah. I guess bottom of the. The gizzard. The. Man, like an inch or two below the eyeball. Oh. Head and neck. Okay. Head and neck. And that's all I seen. But the the three first birds. They had little, like, three-inch beards, and I was like, okay, those are Jake's, but I see that big bird in the back, and I was like, in my head, I was like, okay, maybe if, if Joey can't swivel on it, how are these birds going to react, and how are these birds going to come up to us? What'd they do? They, di- they, didn't, even, they didn't even stick around. No. I, they, they seen something, and... I'm pretty sure the two, the two obstructions at the bottom of this tree that was skylined was probably their indicator that... Oh. Oh yeah, I forgot we were skylined. Yeah. yeah so yeah. as yeah, as soon as as soon as their eyeballs peaked that little that little break, yeah, we were done. That was kind of. I mean, it was, it was exciting. Don't get me wrong, because it was it was literally sat there, not expecting anything, and uh, it was like a total of like a thirty minute hunt, wasn't it? Forty minute hunt. Yeah. It didn't take long at all. And then we was like, okay, let's just go back to the truck. We've got hundreds of acres to to keep scouting and to keep checking. But that was that was a close encounter. If those were toms, we probably would have just swiveled and. Yeah, if that would have been like the last week of turkey season, we we would have we would have had some birds on the ground. Oh, absolutely! I definitely would have. Yeah, I would have changed the script in in my book this turkey oh, yeah. season. And that was that was what second weekend. The the third weekend. We went down to my farm, and uh, the water was super high. You got to cross a creek to get into this property. Well, you don't have to cross the creek to get into the property. You cross the creek to get to, to get up to our camp. Uh, the water was way too high to get up over it, and that was the weekend that we had a. There was a tree that was that was falling over. Is it falling over? Is it failed? If you're cutting a tree, is it you you're fell it, you fell a tree? I don't know. Yeah. Not really good on my English. So we, we hooked up this tow strap to my truck, and I don't know what the tow strap was rated for. I mean, a hook could have blown off and absolutely smoked through my windshield. But you live and learn. Yeah, that was, that was a crazy morning because uh, we got up a little early, so that way we could get to the back end of the property. And... Uh, Everything's going fine, and cruising on through the the property drive there, it was just a tree. Just it, it was like the universe was telling us, "Today's not your day." Tree was hanging out like he owned the place. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he just got strapped and evicted, and then what? I went back couple weeks later and that thing was like pieced up it was like perfect cutting oh so like, somebody came yeah, through and yeah, some, <laughs> yeah someone went back through and cut it and I was like hmm probably cause uh, we did a, a rough job at just pulling that out oh yeah and yes. drove over what we couldn't move yeah it was but that week was we didn't really do any good there uh, we seen one one tom and on this farm it for the past few years I mean it's always been that place that you 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 dream of turkey hunting you get out there and you oh, it's just, beautiful you hear several several i mean 20 30 birds gobbling and you just kind of like okay i want to go after that one let's see what let's see if this bird plays the game and they, these birds usually gobble all day but this year everyone knows uh if you've if you've been in the turkey woods that the the turkey numbers have been down if they have been down i don't no one really knows what's up that's your guess is that the yeah. population's been affected according to the farm I base everything off the farm, <laughs> and the bird numbers are down down there. So that's that's where I get my uh, statistics. Except for Dale's property, that bird ain't going anywhere. That bird ain't that bird's been there for three years. Oh, yeah, he's permanent residence. Yeah, he's uh, he he actually pays land taxes as a turkey. Old Dale, big old twelve inch beard. He's yeah. Anyways, I don't want to get 
I don't want to get pissed off about a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> that's been there for like three to four years. <laughs> but we've seen that one bird way off and what, a couple hens or something like that. It didn't it didn't pan out. It didn't work out for us at all. So I think we just kind of threw the white towel in. It was basically getting too warm at this point for us to really set, like, go out there dedicated to get a bird. Because turkey season, it's a little crisp in the morning. I mean, it's not freezing cold and snowing. But it's not, it's not sweltering and humid. Yeah. It was, early hours. It was definitely getting warm. Oh, yeah. And that was, what, the, the third weekend? Third or fourth, yeah. Yeah. So we, that's the following weekend. The following weekend is when we actually went out to the farm again, and that's when the tree was down. So I got my I got my weekends mixed up, and that's when the tree was down. And uh, there's this place on the farm that we call Party City. It's where it's where all these fields kind of meet and make like a crossroad. Everything happens there. There's there's been some monster bucks that have been shot right there in the crossroads of them fields. There's been there's been pigs shot right there at the crossroads. You've told me about the pigs. There's, yeah, man. Pretty cool pigs, stories. Pigs are wild. Them, them pigs down there. And that pig that was killed at that crossroad like three years ago or something like that was just ginormous of a pig. And uh, I've actually shot a few turkeys right there at Party City in them crossroads. So we thought, we thought we'd get down to that little place called Party City. And from Party City, you can watch all four fields. And one field is just a mammoth of a field. It's eight-tenths of a mile long, and it's about, it's a little less than 300 yards wide. And I was like, well, let's just get in the middle of Party City. We can just, we can watch all four fields, well, three and a half fields. And lo and behold, so the weekend before, we seen that Tom in the backfield. Let's go to Party City. We'll cut the distance. We'll be 200 yards from this Tom in the backfield. But the weekend we went to Party City, that bird flew down where we were the weekend before. Which was a real kick to the guts. Because here we had planned to meet him at Party City. We wanted to meet him halfway. Yes, we... Yes, we... Because that we actually drove through the creek. The creek was down. Yeah. We parked up a camp, and that's that morning. That was rough. Yeah, it was. Sat there in a creek, a dry creek bed. At this point, sat there for what, an hour. It was a long time. Yeah, we was just nothing. Watching. No, no calls. Just a hen there, a hen here. Yeah, and that was. And that. then Seth saw one come out strutting and. He got all excited, and I guess that that bird just strutted long enough to pull a hen or two off into the tree line, and that was all we saw. And, that, and that's all he did. I mean, he flew down, and I was like, Joey, that that's the bird flying down. I mean, you can just tell that that is a different. It's it wasn't a hen, like you tell, but just by the body size, and I guess his his body language, how he landed and stuff, and then he went into strut. Yeah. As soon as he went into strut, what was it? It was like two minutes. I was like, hey, man, there's a strutter here. Uh, he's taking a hen up into the woods. And that was the last time we ever saw him. Yep. And it was, and that was, that was it. So uh, the next time we went out, I don't even, did we even go? Uh, no. The fifth week, I, it was just a, I, was I think say, that might have been Easter weekend. I think it was. I took my wife out. Uh, again, a, a farm that we always have turkeys on and always hear, hear different birds. Uh, nothing was there. We didn't even see a hen, didn't see, didn't hear a goblin. We, we were out there from one to dark pretty much. And there's always, we always usually, whether it's of a morning or of an afternoon, we always hear three or four birds gobbling. But we didn't hear nothing that. Uh, yeah, that was Easter weekend, so we just kind of hung out, spent some time with the family. Uh, the sixth weekend, sixth weekend, I went out. That's, I text you. I think it was what the day before. It was the day before. 
if it wasn't raining, we'll try to go. But I think it was it was raining the forecast. Yeah. So so Joey didn't make it out out there with me, but we went back to the farm and got down there. Well, lo and behold, we started the very first weekend we were there. We started in the top left corner of this field. Following weekend, we were in the bottom right of that field. Week six. I went to the middle of that field, and that bird was gobbling 200 yards away from me across the field. And I was like, finally, some action. Out of like 3,000 acres, that was the only bird that was gobbling. And I was like, that's upsetting. I was like, man, something's wrong with the turkey population. And uh, we'll touch on that after the, the turkey season conversation is done. But he, he gobbled, flew down with three hens. And for some reason, he flew down. And for some reason, this hen, two hens went went off to uh, my, I think my east, my west, went off to my west. And one hen was running, like, straight to me, like, south, southeast. And I was like, I've... Man, I've hunted turkeys a lot. I don't know why this hen is dead sprinting to me. She's running straight to me. And this entire time, I'm watching this hen. Well, I totally forget about this tom. I look back at the tom, and he's running through this, like, this this field's mud. So it looks like he's got, like, some Shaquille O'Neal shoes on, just the mud (laughs) caked on his feet. (laughs) He's just got some, he's got these, these big old, big old feet just caked with mud. And he's, I... You guys can't see it, but he's just, you know, he's wobbling running. I don't I don't even know how to explain it. And he's he's following this hen. He's like 30 yards behind this hen. Well, this hen just comes, blows right by me. And as soon as as soon as she blows by me, like 30 yards, he's just, do-dum, do-dum, do-dum. And he's trying to run through this mud, and he just, he just can't do it. And he gets about 30 yards out. And I yelp real quick, you know, like in, in the heat of the moment when you yelp. It sounds nothing like a turkey. It just like when you're trying to get a bird to locate, or you're trying to locate a bird. Everything your yelps, your everything, your notes are just perfect, just picture perfect. But when you got your gun up and you're trying to get on a moving bird and you go to yelp, it just sounds like two tuba fours just squeaking together. <laughs> and I was in my head as soon as I made that, I was like, man, that didn't sound like a turkey at all. Well, this bird. I guess he knew because he was too close to the woods. He's been hunted all year. Knew that wasn't a turkey. He's been shot. He was shot at three times before that, before before I shot him. So the first shot, I just, I just clipped half his beard off. That's that's disgusting. It was, at that time I didn't know it because I just shot and I was like, oh my lanta! I just missed a freaking turkey at thirty yards. So, the first shot come to find out I did clip his beard clipped it the second shot this bird turns around and I have no idea I honestly don't know where I was aiming all I could see was just a redhead running through the running through this big open mud field so I just swung my gun beads crossed the redhead squeezed the trigger and that morning was kind of dewy it was kind of foggy kind of yeah so it was like shooting a muzzleloader it was just like smoke and do I didn't see the bird because like how the field rolled I couldn't see him and all of a sudden I could see just the two wings he was on his back two wings sticking straight up and man I just lost it it was like it was like the 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 predators winning the Stanley Cup or the Titans winning the Super Bowl I mean it's never going to happen but you can definitely tell from the video that you put on Facebook and Instagram it was like you like you thought I went out and I won the Super Bowl by myself (laughs) I won the stand I won the Daytona 500 by myself I pulled in the pits changed my own tires you know filled up my own car did all that I was so excited because I mean I've been turkey hunting for several several years and I've never had a turkey season this rough and I've talked to I've talked to a handful of guys they're like dude I have I've yet to hear a gobble and these guys are like 70 years old, and these guys shoot turkeys where you don't think turkeys would ever live. Like, they shoot the birds that don't even gobble. They just sit down, have a cup of coffee, smoke two or three Marlboros, call lightly. All of a sudden, here comes all these toms out of the woodworks. How do they call lightly with 
two to three bar barrels. Uh, slate. Oh, okay. That, yeah. that makes sense. All yeah. Right. Just because I was about to say, it's going to be like one no. of those grotesque hens. And oh, rah, rah, rah. oh, just ras- raspy. No, <laughs> no. But there's, I mean, I've, I've talked to some people this year just across the, across the state that were like, man, just the birds aren't doing it. And there's guys out in West Tennessee that they're just, the birds aren't there. And I don't know, I've talked to people this year too, and like uh, they said the weather, and I kind of, it was cold all year. So, I mean, it wasn't like it was a normal turkey season or like last year, the year previous. It was cold opening, opening weekend. It snowed the second weekend. I don't think it got above 25 degrees the second week. Third weekend, I don't think it got above 38. But if you were standing in the sun, it felt amazing. Yeah, or unless if you were hiking. Yeah, yeah, unless you, yeah, like physically moving. But I don't know. So I, I shot that bird super pumped, uh, super grateful. And it was, it was, it actually turned out to be a, a really, really cool hunt and a memorable hunt. Uh, I talked to the, the property manager and he was like, dude, he's like, I've missed that bird two times this year. Missed him at 10 yards and missed him at 20 yards. He said, I just, I couldn't, could not kill him. So, Honestly, I don't know if I shot that beard off or if maybe someone else shot the beard off because I think that bird's been shot at two or three, maybe four times this year because I know one person had the opportunity opening weekend and missed that bird because I think I sent you the picture or I showed you the picture of that, that lady on the farm that killed that bird. Um, I think so. Man, that bird was a behemoth. That was a big bird. He had like 11 and three-quarter inch beard, weighed like 24 inch. Uh, Weighed 24 inches. That turkey weighed 24 inches. <laughs> weighed 24 pounds. <laughs> weighed 24 pounds. I mean, he was, he was a he was a stud, of an eastern. But that was, the the weekend I, I actually shot my bird on a Friday. I took that morning off because, on the video, I'm like super pumped. I'm like, yeah, shot this bird a day before Mother's Day. Well, I forgot that. It was a Friday because, you know, like I said before, we're weekend warriors. Yeah. So on a Friday. Yeah. I got to wake up to that picture of him with a bird, and I was like, oh, it must be like an old picture or something. And then I recognized the background that he had taken with the bird, and I was like, oh, that son of a gun. He's like, I was there two weeks ago. And he ended up. <laughs> I, I cussed him. I, I didn't even congratulate I like, him first. I cussed him. <laughs> well, I, I sent it to you, and then it was like delivered. Because his, his red messages, his read messages are on. It's like an hour later, two hours later. Read at so-and-so time. I didn't get a text back till like four hours later. I was like, hey, man, uh, what are you doing? I still didn't get nothing. And then he finally, he finally replied or something like that. And he was like, you beep. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it was, it, like I said, it was raining that day. Uh. And the guys that do, like, video their hunts and get technology and stuff out in the rain, technology does not like rain, does not like water. Especially since we're new at this, we don't want to take any chances. Yeah. I mean, that stuff's, stuff's not cheap. So, I no. mean, we're, we're trying our we're best to get... Blue over here. Yeah. We're trying our best to keep everything dry. But now the last weekend, <sighs> the last weekend, that was... That was a weekend. I wanted you to shoot both my knees. Why, why just yours? Shoot mine while you're at it, too. We've only got three rounds. Because we've got to have someone drag someone back out. <laughs> and the last weekend was the last weekend was absolutely crazy. It was, uh, went back to the same place we went open in morning. So whenever we got there, it was, we, we got there early. We got there early. <laughs> I totally forgot about the people camping. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> I, I totally forgot about that. We, okay, so we pull up to this parking spot, exactly like the same place we parked uh, open weekend. Well, I look over to my left, like through the driver window, and my windows are super dark, but I was like, man, what the, what the heck is that over there? Like, I can see a reflection. So I roll the window down. And, it's, and I was like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I don't know, but I feel like I'm about to blind somebody. And 
from my point of view, I'm like, what is he talking about? And he lots up this, like, thousand-lumen LED flashlight and, like, flicks it on. And he goes, oh! And he clicks it back off, and he rolls his window up really quickly. He's like, dude, there's people camping right over there, and I just blinded the hell out of them. <laughs> they, were, they were camping in their tent. They were camping in their tent, and dude, I guarantee you, it was, like, 50 yards, I guarantee you my light. It was like Jesus coming through that camp, that camp, that camping site, whatever. Dude, you know, as soon as I hit him, I was like, I probably thought they were getting abducted. Oh, I guarantee it. Out in the middle of Man, nowhere. Why are there aliens out here? Like, no, we're just turkey hunters. Don't worry about us. We didn't know what you were, so we just high beamed you with our, with our 10 billion lumen light. <laughs> but yeah, I totally forgot about that. But uh, it was like 30 minutes later, we got out, got dressed, walked in. And I've got the camera, and we're, we're, we're actually getting some good footage of, of just walking in, some good interviews and stuff like that. And I remember setting the camera down. That's so I was like, the birds should be gobbling. And it was like 4.50 right now. I was like, there's enough daylight that these birds should be gobbling now. I remember setting the camera down, and I took the, the biggest inhale of my life. I mean, it was turkey season. And we haven't had, like, the, anything. The la- our last chance of a turkey season. Yeah, our last, was it hurrah? Yeah. Our last hurrah at, at turkey season. So I take this huge inhale. And just as I go to let it out, this bird gobbles. 60 yards? It, that, that's what it sounded like to me. Rough guesstimate. And, I mean, we're, we're, not, we're not whispering either, but we're not we're, talking loud. We're just shooting the bull walking down a walking down a freaking logging road. In the middle of the woods. Yeah, yeah, and this bird just, oh, 60 yards from us. Immediately take off into a sprint. Just how this road goes and where this bird was, we could eventually run down the road and it hooks back to the right and we can on the back side of this bird. Well, it was like 4.55. So whenever he gobbled, I was like, okay, it's on. It's on now. And we started we started sprinting down the road a little bit, but then I, I realized, because he gobbled again, and I was like, man, this bird sounds like he's he's further away. And he gobbled again. I was like, man, this bird sounds like he's way out. So coming to find out the bird, he, he was on the ground super, super early, and we didn't even realize that he was on the ground until... He gobbled, I think, one more time, and I looked at you, and I was like, man, it's the last weekend. Are you just going to go straight after this bird, or do you want to work around this bird and do this and do that? I don't, I don't remember exactly what you said. I think you asked if I wanted to sit down. I said no. So It's our last chance, and you're like, you've got a point. Yeah, that is right. So we started bushwhacking. Yeah, and that was everything had dew on it. So, like, by the time we got 80 yards in the woods, I was 80 pounds heavier. <laughs> and I was like, holy cow, man. And then by this time, this bird's like half a mile away now. And he's just sitting there gobbling and gobbling and gobbling. And we finally get get close enough to him, and this bird is on the edge of this clear cut. And I told Joey, I said, well, let's get up to this high point on this clear cut here, and let's we can we can look down to the left. And if we see him, then we just got visual on a long beard then we know what he's doing know how he's acting know what he's doing is he doing figure eights or is he just sitting in one spot strutting and gobbling is he not even moving and we get what 15 yards 15 yards from the edge of that clear cut and you just we hear them whistles I was really hoping it was some kind of bird I'd never heard before yeah yeah not a not a human bird because I was watching my feet so I wasn't stepping on twigs yeah well I looked up and I just seen a, a hand waving I was like dude you've got to be kidding me I don't know where this guy would have came in from. I guess he came in from dead center, clear cut, jumped over, but there ain't no telling there. So we uh, we st- we get back what thirty yards from that guy. Yeah. And like there for a minute, I was like, this hunt's done. This hunt's over with. We can't can't do anything. We ain't gonna be able to make a move on this bird. And then again, it kicked in. Dude, this is the last weekend. We're going to sneak around the back side of this bird. And this dude's going to hunt the front side of him. Why don't we just make that half a mile loop and get to the back side of this bird 
and let's just see what we can do with it. The whole time this bird's gobbling. Like, this bird doesn't stop gobbling. Oh, yeah, he's nonstop. I mean, he's just going and going and going. Like, it, <clears throat> you would almost think that it was a recording and somebody just hitting yeah, like replay right on like it on, over and over and over again. A, some dude just gobbling through a megaphone with his phone or something like that. Yeah. So we finally make that half a mile loop. And like Joey said, this bird hasn't stopped gobbling. So, I mean, we're just letting nature do its thing here. We don't have to gobble. We don't have to do anything. This bird's just going off every every two minutes. So we we run through the woods 40, 50 yards and stop. And this bird gobbles. I'm like, okay, he's right over here. Let's go. So we make a move all the way back on the back side of this bird. We can barely see the edge of this clear cut. But now we're... We're like 80 yards, 70 yards from this turkey, and he's still gobbling and still gobbling. Well, we post up on this oak tree, and I'm, Joey's on the right-hand side of it, and I'm on the left-hand side of it. And we sat there for what? Five, six, eight minutes? Something like that. At that oak tree? Yeah. After we looped her out? Uh, that was the final, the final stopping point. Yeah, it was. I wouldn't even say it was that long, because that. We had stopped before yeah. we got to the tree, and then we got to the tree, and it was like maybe five to eight seconds. Well, oh, no, yeah, we stopped one time, and I was like, well, let's get up to this big oak tree here. Once we yeah. get to this big oak tree, it opens up. We'll make our last and final move on this bird. So that's when we got up to the, uh, that oak tree, and then we both stopped, and that was it. And then it was, yeah, it was literally, what, two minutes. The bird gobbled one time, and we were just sitting there. And I was like, okay. The bird has seen the other guy. The bird has seen us. The bird is moving away from us. The, bo- the bird is moving to us. I was like, man, this is... Okay, this is weird. Let's just see what happens. 40 yards in front of us. I'm looking at 12 o'clock. All I can see is a black dot. And it has a red head. And it's moving to us. And I was like, man, what is that? And then it changed colors a little bit. Then it went to a white head. I was like, okay. That's a turkey. I was like, Joey. I was like, Joey, 12 o'clock. He just kept repeating 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock. I just, 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock. He's like, 12 gun o'clock. up, 12 o'clock. I already had gun up. Yeah. Click safety off at, at my 12, mind you, because we were sitting on a bigger oak tree. So, Yeah, I didn't realize that this oak tree was that big. Yeah. Because your 12 o'clock was like 2 o'clock, and my 12 o'clock your 12 o'clock was like my 11. It was messed, yeah. And your your 12 o'clock was like my 1 o'clock. Yeah, it was messed up. It was, it was, yeah, obviously I don't have, don't have to tell time. <laughs> and I, this bird was, he was just walking in, just nonchalant. 25 yards. He said, oh, yeah, yeah, he stopped at like 25 yards. And by this time, I already seen Joey get his gun up and I heard that safety click. And I was like, oh, dude, you're getting ready to roll him. You're getting ready to put this bird down. Well, he he noticed something, and he cut off to our right. Uh, I don't know. It was, you know, last weekend. It's green. Yeah. Like it's like everything is broadleafed. It's green. Like four to six foot saplings, like just enough to just cover anything and everything. Yeah. It was it was thick. It was thick because I mean, from where I was. I had a clean shot on the bird from the moment I seen him to the moment he stopped and then about 15 to 10 yards, 10 to 15 yards after he was moving, he just, he just noticed something was wrong. He didn't booger. He didn't spook. So he just, he's like, okay, something ain't right. So 10 to 15 yards when he was working parallel with us, I think I could have, I could have, I had a clear lane. But whenever I looked on your side of the oak tree, yeah, it was nothing. Dude, your furthest shot was like 10 feet. Yeah. And I was like, okay. It was like 10 self. foot and then like shrubbery wall. Yeah, it was a very, very thick shrubbery <laughs> wall. And I was like, okay. Because after the bird walked away and we, we stood there and we shot the bull for a little bit, I looked where you were looking. And when I seen that, I was like, dude, there was no way. So I was like, immediately made a mental note. And I was like, okay, so... If I'm hunting with someone, someone, and they're going to stand where I'm going to stand, I need to check both scenarios, both point of views. Because if you was on my side of the tree, 
That bird would have been deader than, what's it saying? A doornail? What's a doornail? Doorknob? A, a nail in a door? That bird is deader than two o'clock. Deader than a $3 bill. See, I don't know. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, that was bad. Sack of taters. I don't know. <laughs> See, I don't <laughs> I have no idea. That bird would have been stoned down. But how you were set up on that tree, and I didn't even realize that. If I knew, if I realized how thick it was on your side of the tree, I never would have had you stand there. I'd have been like, okay, you're the one with the gun. Get to the left-hand side. So in case something pops up, you're right there. But live and learn. Not gonna do that again. Yeah, it was it was rough. And it, from like talking about the ones and twos and twelves there earlier. Whenever he was saying twelve again, oh, I, I was I was oh, at yeah. my twelve yeah, from like my tree. point of view. I was at, I was at my twelve safety off. I was ready to rumble. I got like a, a glimpse of this turkey at my one. Oh yeah, I forgot about move that. Move from you actually see him. Behind a tree to, like, from my window, like an inch gap, and behind another tree. And yeah, r- relativity, it was probably like a, a foot and a half gap between these two trees, but my window and brief sighting of him was very quick. So even me swinging my gun over, I wouldn't have had, a, had an opportunity whatsoever. And even, even just a, you could have shot, but it's not the ethical it's not the sportsman-like thing to do. It's, yeah. It was an unethical shot just to start bushwhacking because, I mean, there was another guy over there. So what happened if if that guy made a move and got closer and he was 40 yards from us and we just wrapping, wrapping rounds down range? I mean, he probably would have been shot. So it's always, it's always good just to make sure that your shots are ethical shots and you know what you're shooting at and definitely make sure what your background, what your background is that you're shooting into. But uh, that, he, that bird finally walked off, and we made another move on him and got him gobbling once or twice again. Uh, we got within 40 or 50 yards of him. I mean, we could hear him drumming. We could hear him spitting and drumming. Now, you could hear him so, drumming. Yeah. Uh, I, my ears are a little shot. I mean, ears was, are better than mine. He was just on that ridge. So I was like, okay, if we can get up to this ridge around the back side of this little ridge here. I'm just, I'm just literally just looking for a tail fan or just a black little ball moving in the woods. And once, as a turkey hunter, visual, getting a visual on a turkey is, is, is what you're aiming for. Because sound, we figured that out when that bird was gobbling. Yeah, it was like I mean, he was a tornado siren. Yeah, I mean, he was literally just spinning and just walking. So every time we would call, he would face us and gobble. But every time we wasn't calling, he was walking away from us. So where it's like, well, this bird is 50 yards. And the next gobble was like 2,000 yards. <laughs> it's just, it's so hard to tell. And then, especially, especially hunting ridges and hollers and stuff like that, is that it's, if a bird gobbles down a holler, I mean, that sound is going to go right down there. Right? There's not going to be a whole lot that's going to come up and out, especially back behind him. And same with drumming. So, I mean, if a bird is in a little bowl or a certain a certain pinch or a ridge or something like that. I mean, majority of his drumming is going to be, like if he's on the edge of a ridge, his drumming is going to be casted down towards the bottom and everything out from that, that, that ground. And that's where he was. So we made a move to get back on him. So we walked all the way around this little point and just peeked up over the top of it. Because at that point, I'm just looking for, we can see the, it's kind of steep enough to where we can walk up, get eye level with the top of it, so the only thing I'm looking for is just maybe the tip of a tail fan. And if I could see the tip of the tail fan, I mean, it's game on. It's, yeah, it's game on. We'll just, we'll go, hey there, bird. <laughs> He'd stick his head up and that's, Mere turkey, turkey, turkey. That's it, yeah. And I think I, I called once and heard him, heard him drum. And uh, what is a, is a crow? A crow called. It wasn't a crow. It, it absolutely was a crow. wasn't a crow. <laughs> it was a human crow call. I mean, it sounded god-awful. And there's a lot of people out there that can, like, that master the crow calling. I mean, and you're decent at it. They're super. Well, well thank you. I, I'm, I'm sure, like, if I was out in the woods and I heard you light up, I'd be like, that's 
it's more likely a human. But this, what we heard, there was, there was, I, I wouldn't even consider a crow t- I w- thinking that was a crow. I wouldn't even know how to replicate that sound that he made. Can't on here, you'd blow the audio. I think, <laughs> yeah, it would, it would definitely blow the audio. It was, it was more of a scream than it was that. Yeah. That. Don't do it. Crow makes that call, and you got to get that aw. That dude just went, I'm not even going to do it. I'm not even going to embarrass myself on this thing. <laughs> but me and Joey looked at each other, and we were like, that wasn't a crow. And, and as soon as he made that sound, we never heard that bird again. No. Never heard him drum. Never heard him n- no spitting, no drumming, no gobbling, nothing. I mean, that bird was done because, I mean, it's a public land bird. He knows what nature is, and he, he knows what, what's not nature. And that that thirteen that ten year old boy scream that was so called crow call, he knows that that is that was entirely too close to be an actual crow. And yeah. for for starters, that was on the ground when a crow usually leaves is is at the top of a freaking tree. So he shut up, but we continued our little our little journey to get around this this ridge. And we got up there and. I called and immediately had another call back. And I was like, okay, well, he's got some hens up here. The dude can't crow call to save his life, but, buddy, he can blow a freaking mouth call because I, I could have swore yeah, that was a his, hen. His, his hen calling was spot on. That was superb. He was very good. Like, I actually wanted to – I even told Joey, I was like, man, I kind of want to go up to this guy and be like, hey, you're pretty good on the mouth call. I'm just going to let you know so that way, you know. He's pretty good. Anyways, it was a guy, and uh, he whistled again. So it was the same bloke that uh, we seen in the clear cut. Uh, unfortunately. So we same whistle. Yeah, all exact same whistle. The, the note, pitch, everything. So we uh, we crossed the creek and got back on the main hiking trail that we walked opening morning and the last morning we hunted and called what took about. 10, 15, 15 steps at a time, and we'd just sit there and let, let the woods do their thing and maybe call, yelp. We yelped a little bit, but we didn't get nothing Nothing, nothing from up. it. And that was... Basically just walked and reminisced on how terrible of a season we had. That was it, yeah. Had, had a few exciting moments. Uh, one I didn't get to be present for, but... but other than that, it was actually a, it was a pretty wild turkey season. I think we're going to combine... Right? Is that right? We're going to combine all of all of the, the turkey this turkey season into one video. Cause yeah. And then I'll include your little freak out at the very end as kind of yeah, like your, you your highlight moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But it's it was such a whack turkey season. We just, I mean, we filmed we filmed a lot. We got a lot of stuff on video. Yeah. But there was nothing that was disclaimer on like our our first weekend of turkey hunting new camera and everything when you see the video there'll be a lot of a lot of edited parts out of that because uh we oh, didn't yeah. realize the mic had to be completely turned on for you to hear anything we were saying yeah if anyone knows that why why do i have to turn on mic on separate than a video i, we're, I guess we were just used to like old style camcorders or even our cell phones there's no extra button to turn a microphone no. on you just plug and play and go yeah just plug and play bro anyways yeah, that sucked. There was yeah, a lot of video that we took that was really, really good. That, that I didn't have the. It was like I didn't have the mic on. So. <laughs> it's like twenty minutes of video. I just had to boop. That just a race. Maybe maybe Not Joey really can race, add, add like some some subtitles or add his own words. You I, know, like I, customize I, a conversation. It's gonna look like one of those Japanese game shows where they're just like la 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 la. Yeah, and it, yeah, th- like their the mouth, mouth don't line up with the English where they dub over it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like, well, something's not right here. Yeah, yeah. So just start talking about random things. But uh, I think that's that's going to be on YouTube. Uh, Joey's actually in the process of moving right now, so the the video is going to be on hold for a little bit. But uh, we're still going to crank out some podcasts and and uh, get some sort of content out. And like I said before, we are on Facebook and Instagram, so go give us a follow and a like there. Uh, we're always po- posting new things and, and talking about new things on there, so uh, feel free to join that. 
Uh, got any closing statements for this 22 season of turkey hunting? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, as, as hunters, we used to be trappers as well. It's another thing I've been thinking about. Another thing I've been thinking about is how many how many people you hear of trapping nowadays? Very little. Very, very little. Like minute. So everyone that realized that, if you guys are listening to this, everyone that's realized that your turkey numbers are down, when was the last time your property was, was uh, managed by trapping? By, uh, I mean, I'm not talking going out and counting raccoon houses and see how many kits are in trees and stuff but actually whether it's a a live trap or a a coon hold or a number four or or whatever it is I mean even like if it's if it's on a pond or something like that and you're running condo bears when was last time that your property was actually managed and trapped and like taken care of I couldn't tell you the last time I ran a trap and I couldn't even tell you where my traps are at it's mine are wrapped up in dad's barn somewhere on a hook on a nail i mean it's it's been so long and and people are like man i just i just i just ain't got the turkey numbers i'm like okay well when was the last time that you actually had your property like trapping management well i've never had it well it's probably because you have 1,000 coons and and possums and everything running in your property i mean everything that lives on the ground a a coon a possum a fisher everything those are nest raiders man you gotta get in there and get them what about armadillos because those are kind of new and moving in the area armadillos man i don't know because like i said i mean they're new like as a kid the only place i used to see them was like far west tennessee or louisiana yeah it's like and they were dead on the side of the road it's like as soon as you get off the mountain off the plateau yeah it's, yeah, those, those armadillos everywhere. I almost said amarillos. Amarillo by morning. <laughs> that's, that's not even, a, that's not even an animal. No. Uh, an armadillo. I don't know. I don't know. I need to do my research on armadillo. I don't think they're... I don't know. I mean, they're, I've they're seen like them playing in invasive. the front yard of my apartment, and it's that's something new. Like I said, I've only ever seen them dead on the side of the road in yeah. Tennessee, and now they're I don't, wiggling I, and giggling everywhere. I think they carry leprosy, so I'm definitely not going to touch one to examine it. I heard that as a kid growing up. I don't know what kind of teeth they have. I don't know if they're omnivores, carnivores, herbivores. I don't know what they are. I've just that's a that's a good question. I haven't really thought about armadillos. They could be nest raiders. Well, we will have to look into that. Yeah. They're new critters technically for us. So. Yeah, they're definitely invasive. It's kinda like that kudzu. <laughs> one thing you see it one one year you don't see it, the next year. Everywhere. Yeah. Kudzu everywhere. <laughs> I don't know armadillos. Let me check that out. But if you, yeah, if you guys are if you guys are listening to this, uh, and you do, you realize and recognize that your turkey numbers are down. I mean, trapping helps. I mean, it, it balances your whole entire habitat. I mean, even to your deer. I mean, if you you don't have to trap coyotes. I mean, obviously, if you're sitting in the deer stand, I am not going to pass up on the coyote at all. I mean, that's. Coyotes eat my my baby deer. They're not my baby deer, but on the property. Yeah, yeah. yeah just so I mean, just everyone that does listen to this, man, I'm preaching it. Trapping, trapping management. Uh, it doesn't yeah. have to be anywhere. Just where you like to hunt. If you hunt on public, private. Yeah. Set up a few traps. Yeah, and there's there's laws and regulations to uh, public land. I know I know on your traps your your traps have got to be tagged. Uh, it's got to be dog proof. You got to have the rubber jaws on them. Uh, there's some guys out there that know a whole lot more about trapping than I do. Uh, contact them. Contact your local uh, TWRA, DNR, wherever you're listening to this. Your any any wildlife office. They'll uh, they'll be more than happy to guide you in the right direction. But uh, I think. I think that that does it for for episode one. Of Are you sure? Outdoor Wiser Brand Podcast. Because I'm gonna let everybody in on a little secret. This is our second time recording this. First time we were new to it. Absolutely. A little lax with it. Didn't really know what we were doing. Yeah, first and time. It was really good until we started listening to it. And but maybe one day we might release that one. We do have it saved in the. On back order, but it's in the, yeah, it's in the, it's in the archives. That's it's on the back eighty. Oh, the back eighty. Back eighty, baby. <laughs> it's 
an inside joke now. Maybe, maybe, yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe one day you guys can actually hear that. Uh, but yeah, I think that's it. And uh, remember that we did team up with Deer Thirty Minerals too. And uh, shout out to them. Yeah, shout out to them. You can save twenty percent off off of your uh, your purchase with the discount code OWB twenty two. So yeah, feel free to hit them up. Uh, whenever we post anything on YouTube uh, in our podcast and stuff like that, we'll put links into their website and their Facebook and Instagram page so you guys can go follow and like them. And that's a that's another thing. I mean, the minerals, too. A lot of people don't like minerals, but I've got some deer on camera that I've been putting minerals out for the past four to five years. And it's just now starting to show that... It was a good choice. There's some, Yeah, there's some big big antler growth in the herd now uh, I'll post some pictures on our Facebook and Instagram Instagram page so you guys can see the actual like the, the product result of Deer 30 Minerals and you guys can go on to Deer 30 Minerals as well and just look at look at the deer that were that were uh, killed over Deer 30 well not over Deer 30 Minerals but the deer that have been eating Deer 30 Minerals and have lived around it for the past four to five six seven years the generations of deer but uh, it's a good product. I enjoy it. I use it. I use it every year. So. I'm excited to use it this year. Like awesome. I said, I've been on hiatus for the last 10 years, so I'm trying anything and everything this year. We're going to give it a whirl. we got some bags over here. So we're going to try it out. But, guys, thanks for listening. So Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Hopefully there's more. Absolutely. Oh, there's trust me, buddy, there's going to be a whole lot more All right. of this stuff. I'll hold you to it. Oh, you, Sure. Sure thing. All right. Sure thing, old son. So catch y'all on the next one. Thank you, guys. See you.